0: Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast And create some terms.
1: Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with Jennifer Appleport. And guys, uh, this will be our uh, fourth part in our series of pop quiz. Uh, how much do you know about creative financing? And uh, <clears throat> on our last episode, if you uh, didn't catch that. Go back and listen to it. We the last thing we were talking about is uh, what additional documents do you need a seller to sign uh, for a seller finance transaction, and um, and then kind of some. Uh, uh, finance or seller finance due diligent items that you need from the seller like most important uh i mean most recent mortgage statement uh, if you can get a copy of the note uh, proof of insurance reinstatement letter if they're behind on payments etc so uh jeff has a few more questions for me and uh, this should conclude our series on uh, pop quiz so it's yeah it's quiz time
2: You've done pretty well, Jonathan. I, I must admit. Um, yeah. You know,
1: well, I have a great teacher, Jeff.
2: <laughs> either that, or we've just done a lot of episodes, and uh, <laughs> I think um, yeah, you know, one of the things that maybe we you know, maybe we can look into is doing a pop quiz with the deal structuring next where yes you know, um where we could look at numbers rather than you know um you know more theory kind of stuff so
1: yeah uh, i love that jeff let's yeah. do it that's going to be our next series guys uh okay. pop quiz on deal structuring yeah. how how to there we go all right so let, let's go through a few more questions
2: and we'll wrap this series up Um uh, okay. okay so can you owner finance uh, property that has an FHA mortgage on it?
1: Uh, yes, you can. You can owner finance them. Uh, it does go against the due on sale clause, so they can uh, call the new note due. I know that a lot of title companies uh, is scared to do this, uh, but you can find title companies out there that uh, have no issue with it.
2: What what do you know why they're scared of doing it, Jonathan?
1: Uh, I've been told that there was a letter sent out. uh, I guess from Fannie Mae or yeah FHA. Yeah FHA. uh, There was a letter sent out to all title companies nationwide stating that if you uh, are a part of seller financing these transactions, and we find out about it, that they blacklist you, meaning you will no longer be able to process any of those FHA loans, which is, you know, a, probably a huge part of their business for any title yeah. company.
2: Now, this letter, I believe, came out in 1990. Um, wow. <laughs> and it, it was never, no, nothing ever happened with it. But there are title companies that will not uh, wrap FHA loans. You should know that. and uh and you you are going if if you and if if you encounter a no and you give up that easily um creative financing is not going to be the easiest thing for you to deal with um, Yeah.
1: you probably shouldn't pursue it if you're gonna get you give up that you, easy you,
2: you got to have a little more um persistence because uh Not everyone understands this, uh, whether it's lenders, whether it's um, uh, title companies, attorneys even. Uh, So you got to get to the ones that do understand it. It'll make your job a whole lot easier. What about a VA loan?
1: Yes, you can. So it's kind of the same thing as an FHA, uh, but some title companies won't do it.
2: Okay. Okay. I, I really I don't know that I've run into any title company telling me they won't wrap a VA loan, but um, can you? Is, is there anything that you want to be aware of when wrapping a VA loan?
1: Uh, you you'll definitely want to read the due on sale clause. Um, yeah, I I, I, I don't uh, know.
2: So maybe more specifically for me, I, I want to be careful with VA loans. And the reason that I do is that these um, individuals that qualify for a VA loan, they're vets, right? They, they get this from the government and it allows them to purchase a house with little to no money down and um, and perhaps at a really good interest rate. Uh, so it, it's, it's, it's for their service that they've been given this this right. And if you take their VA loan and you, you know, use it for the next 15, 20 years, whatever, chances are, uh, and it's not 100%, they may be able to qualify for a second loan, but they may not. Uh, You may have taken that right away from them. And I, I, to me personally I, I think that you, you want to be careful about that. Um, you know, it's one thing if you, you're you're dealing with a vet that's older that you know isn't looking at purchasing another property during their lifetime, that's fine. Um, but when, when you're dealing with people that are younger and you know they're agreeing to a 15 year, that's not really what you want Um, uh, because things are going to change in their life and you're going to be holding them back from, you know, getting a new house. And so just keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. You probably want to be more cautious with that because, you know, it is a government program extended to vets, you know, to, to those who've served in the military.
2: Yep. What about a reverse mortgage?
1: (laughs) Can you owner finance a reverse mortgage? The answer is yes, but it has to be short term and it has to be done uh, before they call the loan due. Um, and I think they give you, I think it's pretty standard. They give you six months after uh, the seller moves out or, or passes away. I think they give you six months before it's, before they call it due, but they still have to foreclose on the property. Yeah. And so they'll call it due in six months from the date that they know of the death or move out, um, and uh, then you know they they'll have that foreclosure process, which you know will probably be, I mean, realistically, another six months. But it depends on the state you're in. So I'm that's kind of a blanket statement. Um, so uh, definitely know the foreclosure process in your own state and uh, the the time frame uh, of what that is and. So reverse mortgages. Uh, if you are to, you know, set up a, a seller finance on a reverse mortgage, it's definitely going to be a property that you're you're going to be flipping or wholesaling um, something short term, uh, and maybe maybe you could even do a uh, a refinance uh, if you're looking to hold it as a rental property. But it has to be, you know, no longer than a year for sure. And you're, you know, you would want to try to get it done in in a six month time frame. Because you don't want to be, you know, at the end of that uh, foreclosure process and uh, you don't have an extra strategy.
2: Yeah, really, what's going to happen is reverse mortgages are, you know, they're made for people that are, um, I believe, 62, 62 and a half, something like that, um, and allow them to live in their property and instead of making payments, they're they. That they've structured, they have enough equity where um, payments are basically being made through their equity. And so they're losing equity each month. And uh, so th- it's not something that you want to do uh, at all long term. Uh, this short term is possible, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, because th- this bank is going to call the loan due. And, and they are going to be checking on you know what's going on with it so a lot more than any other normal property
1: yes but for short term okay um yep. what's your can I just ask your honest opinion yeah. of reverse mortgages do you feel like it's a ripoff
2: um a ripoff no um it depends on the situation uh for the borrower and it also depends on what your goal is for your estate, you know, uh, do you really have an estate plan? Do you have heirs that you are trying to leave stuff to? Or, hey, are you just trying to get by? Um, You know, uh, you don't have a lot of retirement. So for someone that doesn't have a lot of retirement um, and owns a property, I mean, a reverse mortgage can be really helpful in that, you know, it, it's going to let them get by with minimal amount of money, um, and you know their money can be spent on, you know, other things like food and health and wh- wh- whatever. So in those cases, I think it's good. Um, I, I don't know that everyone that does it is fully educated on it, and I think that's you know we we've, we've been dealing with a lead right now that you know he wants to sell the property and he keeps bringing up that you know one of his options is doing a reverse mortgage and I, i've told my acquisition manager a number of times you need to explain that you know the reverse mortgage means that he's got to live there um so unless he's planning on changing his entire plan he's got to owner occupy this property and um and if he doesn't that that loan's going to be called due and you know um uh you know same kind of issue that uh, that we've just talked about and uh you know if that's really the case then um there's other better ways of going about doing this than right mortgage okay
1: yeah so basically Depends on how you use it.
2: Uh, it depends really on your situation. So, yeah. Um. Uh. All right. So, it, Jonathan, you know that I like to make multiple offers on properties. Um. What are some different? You know, in general, you know, I don't want to get too detailed here. Um. What are some different types of offers? Um. You know, in terms of. You know, know, I'm going to have a higher offer and then it's going to typically come down to a cash offer. Um, Tell me how how you would structure various offers for a property.
1: Yeah, so I kind of know your process in depth. Uh, So I know what you like to do. You like to do highest offer price with lowest down payment first. Uh, You know, and you typically like to do your... Uh, your like uh, uh, your simple interest, uh, the two and a half percent short term, two to three years. Uh, a second offer would be you know a higher offer price than, uh, well, th- uh, let me rephrase that a, a slightly lower offer price uh, than than your highest offer, with uh, less down, three to four percent interest rate uh, for a four to six year term. Um, and then you know maybe your maybe offer three would be lowest offer price uh, with highest down payment, um, and then of course you can always do I guess uh, a fourth option would be seller subordination and that would be the highest down, um, and you would typically do that for two to well three to six years or something, um, and then offer five cash of course which is usually the lowest offer.
2: So what we have cash, we have a short-term finance offer, we have a subordination, and then we probably have two different owner finance offers um, that make up, you know, they don't all apply to every property, but um, that's typically what, you um, I pull from in terms of, you know, trying to put together creative financing offers. So that, excellent. Good job. Yep. Um, how do you find an attorney or closing agent that understands owner financing?
1: Yeah. Best way would probably be uh, either contact your local RIA or, you know, attend a meeting and ask other investors there. Who do you use? Who is, uh, who's good at this. Um, you can simply reach out to, I think pretty much all the, uh the readers are listed online or they have some kind of website. So you can reach out to owners directly of those real estate investment associations and uh, just ask them who they use. It's a recommendation really. Good. Um, all
2: right. So here's an, a. It's kind of a complicated, Complicated question. If you have someone, you have a seller that wants to qualify for a new loan right away. Are you able to do creative financing, owner financing, with them now?
1: Um, that is typically a no, uh, because if if they're looking to get the loan, if they're looking to get another loan, uh, the, the current loan that they have on their house will be debt that's held against them. Um, so it'll, it'll go against their debt to income ratio. Um, and the, the new loan officer mortgage company is going to ask them what they plan on doing with that property. Now it may not be an issue if they still qualify based on debt to income, um, and that they, they can prove that, uh, hey, you know, the, this property, uh, the debt service is being paid by uh, this investor, this investor dude over here. His name's Jeff Rappaport.
2: So, uh, yes, <laughs> and so first and foremost, that there is no set one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not binary,
2: right? there is no absolute. So. It will depend on the mortgage broker or the the lender and how they deal with their underwriting. Um, most, in my opinion, will not give you credit um, right away. You know, when there's no seasoning, so no payments have been made. Um, uh, typically, they'll want to see six months, um, and in a lot of times, they'll want to see twelve. And um, and a potential tax return uh, where they've, you know, the seller has shown that it was a sale of their property um, on their taxes. Now that, that that might not be the case a hundred percent of the time. You might be able to get away with it, but don't tell sellers, you know, that we can do owner financing on your property and we can make sure that. Um, this debt's not going to count against your debt ratio. And that, yes, you will be able to qualify for this new loan with this, you know, loan still in your name. Um, be sure that you're, you're clear on what's going to happen and you know, what, what you can, what you can and cannot guarantee.
1: Yeah. So if it's really, if debt to income not a factor, then, you know, it, it can work.
2: Yeah, if they've already got enough income and it covers it, a, it's a yeah. problem. But most, yeah. are not. Yeah, most, most are not, yeah. Most are not. Yeah, most is gonna depend on that debt. All right, just a couple more and then we'll wrap this up. Um, okay. What kind of marketing, and, and where do you find, where do you find people that are gonna take creative financing, Jonathan? The market's really super hot.
1: Yeah, so so um, marketing, I mean, any for sale by owner, um, a lot of good prospects are like landlords, uh, maybe tired landlords, um, because they, they're used to receiving monthly income off the property. So, I mean, you can literally, no, no matter what marketing you do, where whether it's mailing, whether you're, you're uh, you know, Phoning people, whether you're texting them, it doesn't matter what marketing you're doing. You just always ask the question: Are you open to terms? Are you open to taking uh, payments for your equity in the property? So, um, as far as marketing, where you find them, I mean, you can find them anywhere, right? They, you know, there's all kinds of methods of marketing out there. Um, you need to pick what works for you, and more importantly, what's what you're going to be consistent at. But it's it's more in always asking the question
2: and i totally agree that that was a great answer um so how do you get a seller to actually accept owner financing
1: well um you present offers multiple offers to them uh and then you ask them to pick which one they like the best and then uh that might give you direction on how to close them on on a specific offer but you have to present it to them that's my answer
2: you've got to ask for it right i mean if you're not going to get it without asking for it and um and then you know going back to how maybe we handle objections handle questions um may help in terms of you know uh, giving the seller more incentive to to do some owner financing, right? So, yep. uh, a seller that's owned a property 25 years and is interested in selling and not doing a 1031 exchange is going to have quite the tax consequence. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe we could show them if they're open to taking payments that, yep, you know, they'll be able to uh, spread out their tax consequence over some time rather than have to pay it all at once.
1: Yep. And that's, it's a lot on, you know, first of all, knowing how to structure an offer. And then secondly, you know, knowing how to, uh, answer their objections. And that's a lot of negotiation and finding out what their true concerns are.
2: Okay, so this last question is going to be a little unfair because we have not talked about this much. Maybe once um, it's kind of I, I, I call it my secret weapon. It's really not a secret weapon. It's it's my last resort kind of thing when I have someone interested, uh, a seller interested in doing owner financing, um, but they need more of their money up front, um, then I can give them. Um, and uh, we talked about one way that you can do that, which is what?
1: Uh, subordination,
2: right? What if they need even more than that? You know, subordination Mm -hmm. typically, you know, I still don't usually want to go over 20%. Um, you know, let, let's say someone has a free and clear property that's worth 300,000. And you know, um, they need 200 minimum out of it. Uh, what What is uh, what is a potential way you still might be able to do business with this person?
1: Uh, so if they have enough equity, um, and what was the example you used? 300,000?
2: $300, $300,000 $300, property and they need $200,000 cash to go do whatever it is that they wanna go do. And then they're okay. willing to so, own finance if they are if they can get their 200.
1: Yeah. So a couple of ways they can uh, pull a HELOC on their property um, and then, and then owner finance to you, uh, they to, to get some cash out or they can do a refinance and they can do a cash out refinance at uh, probably a, you know, um, 80% loan to value or 75% loan to value. Uh, okay. So if they're able to do that, uh, to either refinance you know do a cash out refinance to get their cash out uh that they need and then they and then you know they uh then you can do a, 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 a all-inclusive trustee to wrap around mortgage um and, and create a deal that way uh, exactly that was that was the answer
2: that was the answer yep um it's kind of uh Hey, uh, we've exhausted everything else, but hey, we still got one last option, and that is pull out all the money that you can. You know, probably up to just like you said, eighty percent, seventy-five percent, something like that. And you know, let, let's make sure the payment stays within this range, so you know you're not committing to something and then all of a sudden see this ridiculously high payment um, and you know, and that might even lower your down payment because you know sellers getting most of their cash out through the refi um and then you just take over debt um, whether it's through subject two or it's through um, a wrap um doesn't really matter but you know they've you figured out a way to get them their cash um and now you can get into this property um just another way of you know looking at a deal and being creative.
1: Yeah, yep exactly and i've I've heard of that strategy a few times and we haven't talked about it on the show and maybe we should uh, do one or two episodes just using examples on that and actually you know going through uh, a deal structuring. that would be helpful for me really. Yeah. Cool. All right. well, those were great, great questions Jeff. you really put me through the ringer on uh, a lot of them Uh, i didn't have an answer to all of them uh, so i still needed your help but um i
2: think you did have an answer to all of them some of them maybe the way that the question was presented might have been a little confusing um but obviously i think that you've got a pretty good grasp of of you know the creative financing that we have discussed over the last you know two plus years and um now, you know, I think we will do um, more of a numbers kind of quiz and how numbers kind of work. Now we'll see where you're really at.
1: Yeah, because that's the hard part is applying. <laughs> really, it is. I mean, this is, uh, you know, it, it, the application part is the harder component of creative financing uh, because, you know, it's like, okay, where do I start? And how, you know, how, what's what's the step-by-step? Yeah. process. So that's definitely been the challenging part for me. Cause like, when you present, uh, you know, numbers to me on a, a house, I'm like, ah, oh, where do I even start? You know? Um, and so, yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, next on our next series, let's do a pop quiz on, uh, you know, offer structuring, yeah. deal structuring or whatever we want to call it. So, but it based it, will basically be like okay here's the numbers how do you structure uh, three offers um
2: yeah where yeah, one episode could literally be on where do you start right yeah. like um how do you pick the price um you know if you get a deal you know how are you even determining where to go with it so right yeah
1: yeah i love that i love that idea so let's do it Yep. Hey, guys. Well, i hope that uh, this pop quiz has been uh, great for you. Uh, I hope that you've really learned a lot. I hope that it's been, uh, you know, very educational and at least refreshing. If, uh, you know, if you're someone that's out there practicing and applying creative financing strategies already. Um, I know it was good for me, especially as a broad overview, because man, we covered everything. I think <laughs> I think we covered everything it was a lot. Except for, you know, the the application of actually, you know, structuring it, uh, you know, de- structuring the the numbers. Um, but, yeah, so if you love this uh, and you love what we do here, stay tuned for the Creative Financing Academy uh, because um, that will be the application of what we went through. You know, and all of – a lot of things we talked about is, you know, kind of book answers, I would call them, Um you know, you can, you can look up, uh, you can, you can Google, uh, you know, what is a subject to what is seller subordination, you know, what's an RMLO or, or whatever. Right. Or, uh, so I mean, this, this is definitely comes from knowledge over the years of, of learning it, but, uh, the application is the most important part because yeah, you can know all this and if you don't know how to apply it then it's useless. Um, so that's, that's the part that, uh, it has really taken me the longest to learn and I still don't feel like I'm proficient in any way. Uh, so anyway, um, guys, if you love this, uh, please rate and review our show. Uh, I know we probably don't say that enough, even though it's in our outro. <laughs> uh, but, Please rate and review our show on wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple podcasts or iTunes or, or what, um, it really helps us get on the map and, uh, you know, brings, we, we can bring more value to more people. Uh, and we'd love to continue to grow this in, in 2021. Um, <clears throat> guys, you can find all of our episodes at the creative That's our archive. Uh, we have a, uh, video that we'd love you to get access to if you have not done that already on uh, on really applying uh, what we just talked about uh, it is the application it's a step-by-step process of creating terms on a specific property uh, that jeff made so text cfp or creative financing to 877 to get that um, if you guys are interested in jeff's apprenticeship program please email Rebecca, that's R-E-B-E-C-C-A at weofferoptions.com. And I know Jeff is looking to uh, bring in twice as many apprentices apprentices this year as he did last year. Jeff, how many apprentices did you have last year, roughly? We
2: we did about 30. Um, So actually what I'd like to do is, is... get to close to a hundred. And the reason for it is, is that um, our goal is that we want to really um, change, uh, we wanna make an impact in a significant amount of people's lives. And our apprentice program is like an ongoing thing. You can literally be, we have people in our program for three plus years. that's not typically what happens, but it can happen. And um, you know, but our goal is, is that we want we want to work with go getters, people that want to make a, an impact quickly, and we'll help you make an impact quickly. So yeah. that's where we're going with this.
1: Yep. So if you're driven and self motivated, uh, and you listen to instruction, uh, this will work for you. Uh, if you need someone to hold your hand the whole way and uh, help you do these things, then it's probably not a good fit.
2: Totally agree.
1: Okay, guys, hope uh, hope this year is everything you want it to be. Uh, until next time, go out there and create some terms.